player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 122 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How we doing? I'm doing good. Shout out to dad. He's not watching or listening. He might. Now that we're back on audio services around the globe, he might listen. You never know. Um, Sean, did you know what? <laughs> no, I didn't. We have a merch store. Give me the magic fingers. You can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op to order a t-shirt or coffee mug or phone case or sticker. sticker. Or hoodie, uh, men's and women's varieties. I think that's everything we have. Toddler clothes. Toddlers. If you got new kids, like Sean's about to have. Uh, I block. mean, he's not going to have a toddler, but you know what I mean. Todd, 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 Todd. I can't wait to record more Mario. Um, what? More Mario. Todd, oh. Toad. Todd, Todd, Todd. So go to teespring.com slash store slash two player co-op. I'm not putting it in twice. <laughs> um, if you want to uh, order a t-shirt or whatever you want, seriously, it does help us out a little bit. Put a little bit of money into our pockets, basically, so we can pay for audio services around the globe. We'll get to that later. Uh, also, we have a Twitch channel that we haven't been on in a while, but maybe I will soon at twitch.tv slash two player underscore co-op. I hate you, uh, twitch.tv slash two player co-op for taking our merch. Are they active? Like, do they use it, whoever they are? I think they had like 27, 20-something 20 uh, followers, subs, whatever it is. I don't like that. So they're more active than we are. <clears throat> but it's there if you want it. Um, Yeah, episode 122. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, which is way later than a we Tuesday? normally do. On a Tuesday? On a Sonic Tuesday night. Uh, but we'll get to why we're doing that here in a little bit. Um, last night, no, two nights ago was the Royal Rumble. Uh, they went with the obvious picks, I think, in Becky and Seth. But like Brandon Stroud, Brandon Stroud, right? Sometimes the obvious pick is the correct pick. Yeah, I was upset when I got home, but then I stopped and thought about about it. what? Like, just the Rumble in general. Well, the men's Rumble pretty much sucked. But I think it's just because, and I do this every year with the Rumble. I build it up and think of all these cool things they could do. <coughs> and Hashtag Kenny. Nine out of ten times they don't. I know what. And in the end, like, besides Finn, which, whatever, I got what I wanted. I wanted Seth, and I wanted Becky, and I don't care about the rest of it, but, yeah. like, that they did what they should have done. Now they're going to turn around and screw that up by making the women's a triple threat match. I think there's no way that doesn't headline WrestleMania, though. Oh, yeah, but I, I think either way they were going to headline it. I mean, Becky is the Well, most yeah, no matter how they do it, Becky's in the main event. But and I, what, when she comes out... You're going to have like a stone cold, like that will be the biggest pot. Oh God. Yep. And she deserves it. She oh, deserves awesome. every, every decibel of it. Um, she's awesome. And I was thinking, yes, I don't know if she just didn't used to talk as much, but when I was watching SmackDown before he came over, I feel like since she became the man, she's turned the Irish up to like 11. Like, I don't remember her having such a thick, Irish accent before. And I love it. Yes, of course. But I don't think she used to talk like that. I don't think she did either. But I, but her... She had a little bit. I mean, she, you could tell she was Irish, but now she's like full on... But her promos were so just like... Yeah. Two shoes and like... No, just let her be her. Let her be freaking Fee Stone Cold. Like... Yeah. Stone Fee Cold. 
That sounds like feces. Becky Lynch is freaking <laughs> awesome. She deserves the main event WrestleMania. Uh, I never thought I would have said that about a women's match, but like she's earned it. She 100% has earned it. Um, well, it's funny because last year either – I don't know if we did any kind of WrestleMania review. I think it was just probably our predictions. Yeah. And we said, do you think a women's match will ever headline WrestleMania? And we were talking about, yeah, it'll probably be next year. It'll probably be – Rhonda and Charlotte. Yes. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm like, I just don't, I, I just don't think so. And now here we are. And I won't say it has nothing to do with Rhonda, but this is all. It has nothing Becky. to do with Rhonda. It has nothing to do with Rhonda at all. This is all Becky. This is all her grabbing the bull by, by the horns or whatever other cliche you want to use and just running with it. Like, yeah, this is all Becky. Um, Becky Charlotte could have main evented WrestleMania. I think it's all Becky. Yeah. And the only thing that makes me hope the triple threat will be as good as a one-on-one match is I think back to, this is a touchy subject, but Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, WrestleMania 20, possibly the best triple threat match I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and at that time, it was okay to root for Benoit. At that time, he was probably behind Shawn. He's probably my favorite wrestler in the world. He's probably my number two. And he's still, if you... If you just focus on the in-ring stuff, he's probably still top like three for me. Obviously, you can't just focus on that, which is why I, I, it's hard to even go back and see any of his matches or clips or anything. But like triple threat matches can work. Yeah. And then you think back a couple years ago when it was Brock, uh, Seth, and Cena. That was match of the year at Royal Rumble two, three years ago, whatever that was. That was the match of the year in January. Yeah. So they can work. I just <sighs> Becky, Becky's winning the match. Period. No matter who she, she's fighting, if they if she doesn't, they, they cannot. And especially it up. if that match doesn't end the show, then maybe she doesn't win. But if that is ending the show, you have got to have Becky walk out of there with the title. Period. Yeah. I still say I really hope at the fast lane or elimination chamber, whatever one they do it at. <clears throat> like I was telling Sean when we were talking off air, you have to do the four horse women versus the fake horse four horse women. The four the real four horse women is Becky. Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey. Those are the real four horse women. Rhonda's like, oh, you, you hurt my feelings because you were doing, you, I did that. For, no, you did not. Don't, don't even start <laughs> that nonsense, Rhonda. They, they have to do that match. Rhonda will probably get the pin. It wouldn't even surprise me if it's over Becky to, to put some doubt or, or Charlotte. One of them will get pinned in that match would be my prediction if they go through with it. Yeah. We deserve to see that match though, especially if Rhonda is going to take time off. She says she's not. WWE says she's under contract for two more years. Who knows? I'm not. If you want to have a baby, go for it. I don't. I don't blame Rhonda for that, uh, and I don't fault her for people that are saying like, "Oh, she said she was full time WWE." She's a woman. Women have babies, and if she wants to start a family, shut up. Let her start a family. Don't be stupid. Yeah. But I hope we get that match because if we don't get it in February, I don't think we're ever getting it. And I don't know no. the rest of her three cronies. I don't know where they're at and developmental and all that other stuff. I don't follow that. So I don't know how, if they're just completely green, if they can't really hang with those four, the four best women. That's what I'm saying. I don't think period. it's, I don't think they can do it. Yet. It's not even a fair fight really, yeah. but I don't know. Royal Rumble was fun. Uh, Finn put up a good fight. Like I said on the podcast, he had 0% chance of winning. And the only thing I will say is they did make me believe for a second when he, Activated the diverticulitis, and then he did the curb, the, the the coup de grace off the top. I was like, 
oh my god, maybe? And then Kimura, you're dead. Yeah. Like every Brock match, just F5 out of nowhere, Kimura out of nowhere, and you lose, but whatever. It was fun. Oh, well. Anything else you want to add on the Rumble show? No, I'm just upset. Why? The the Finn. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I knew he probably wasn't going to win, but I was at Raw in Memphis, and that place exploded for Finn multiple <clears throat> times. Dude couldn't even raise his arms on Monday, and everybody was still, <laughs> right, like, and now it's like, oh, you lost to Brock, and then you got beat up by Brock. And now you got beat up by Bobby Lashley. By freaking Lashley. Lashley. So, I, I mean, I would so what like, are you doing with him? Like, I, I think he's going to win the Intercontinental title at Mania, which I'm okay with I'm that. Thinking. Like, uh, that title is awesome. But yeah. give him something to do. But <sighs> the thing is, once they get Brock out of the picture, everything's on the table. Right. Like, I if if it's Finn versus Seth at Backlash or whatever it is, or some, whatever, Money in the Bank, whatever it is where they do that match, which I think they've got to build to that, even if it's face versus face, I don't care. Then you can say, now it's a toss-up. I don't know what's going to happen. But when it's Brock and you know they're building Domania and they want, like, they're going to dethrone him at Mania. That's why I said on the podcast, he's got a 0% chance of winning. Not in disrespect to Finn. It's just, I know WWE and I know their storytelling. They want, if somebody's going to take him down, they're going to do it at Mania. And it's going to happen at Mania. Seth is obviously going to win. I hope they close the show with Roman coming out and him and Seth hugging because you will have, like, as That's if, the only reason why Beth should Beth Becky shouldn't main event. I if you're agree. gonna do that ending, I'm okay with that yep. closing the show. I agree. Unless, but it's tough to have Brock Lesnar on the card in a title match where he loses, and especially if you're gonna maybe have Roman come out. Like, how do you yep. not close the show with that? So yep. I don't know. That's ugh. That's a toss up for me. I don't know which one I'd go with. Shout out to Hobson Shaw from Fast and the Furious. You know, I think the actual title of that is The Fast and the Furious Presents Hops and Shaw, which is like Birds of Prey, colon, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn. I was like, stop. It's like nobody says Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. They say BVS or Batman Superman. They don't even say Batman v. Superman. They just say Batman Superman. You know what Batman. I mean? <clears throat> On to the video game, Sean. PlayStation did a cool thing this past week, and we have not discussed this until right now. If you are a PlayStation subscriber maybe it's just ps plus i don't know if it's one or the other or just whatever um sony sent out an email and they said hey here's your 2018 stats now my only gripe with this is that my ps4 life thing still does not work for anybody where it's like this is what you've done your whole career on ps4 that still doesn't work it errors out every time you try to do it obviously they're just not doing it and it's annoying. yeah but what i want to do is go through our 2018 stats on the ps4 if you've been following us you know we are mainly ps4 players um and then switch below that xbox doesn't exist us so you've already looked at all yours right i did but i don't even remember them so what i kind of want to do is have you lead yes and and i will follow (coughs) and like i want you to tell me what's the first thing they show what is your result or whatever i'm gonna guess mine and then we'll throw like that in 2018 18 18 I played blank different games. I played 49 different games on PS4. I bet you're like double me. I bet. I don't even know how that's possible. I mean, my kids play it too under my login. So it's like Fortnite, Disc Jam, Rocket Knight, or Rocket Knight, Rocket League. I have gone back and played some. I may not hit 20. I'll guess 22. Let's see. I played 49 different games on my PS4. 
Scroll slowly. Zero games. Oh, oh, oh. 27. 27 Higher than games. I thought. Okay. The next section is your top game. So it ranks the games you played the most by hours. My number one <laughs> is God of War. God of War, 48 hours. So basically, I platinumed it in 48 hours. There's my timer. Because it didn't have an in-game clock, so I always had to just like go based on my notes to see how long I was playing it. 48 hours. Number two for me, uh, there's no apostrophe, but Marvel's Spider-Man, 41 hours. Number three, wow. Shout out to my shout out, uh, Madden NFL 19, 25 hours. Wow. Sean, what are your three top games for 2018? I'm going to guess number one. It's got to be Spider-Man. I don't know, because I put a lot of time into that this year. I didn't really get uh, back into it. True. Now, I did start You didn't platinum it, it when I did, yeah. What I think might be number one, because I did two full playthroughs and DLC, is Resident Evil 7. <clears throat> last, oh, my God. They didn't come out last year. You didn't do two. two. That came out in 2017. Wasn't that last year? No. You played it again last year. Oh, okay. So then it's got to be Spider-Man. I still never played the DLC. Oh, I need my game. But Resident <laughs> Evil, what do they give? Just top games? three? Top three. Resident Evil may be on there. Sean, your top okay. three games are? Spider-Man, number one. 39 hours. Okay. Oh, duh. Bloodborne, number two. Wow. 27 hours. Really? You got way further into that than I did. Oh, number three. Final Fantasy seven. 23 hours. Oh, I'm never playing that game if that's 23 hours long. I would not have thought I put that much into it because I played pretty much the whole game on like fast forward mode. That's I'm never playing that game. No, I don't have that many. hours. No, but that was not, that was Brittany. (laughs) No, that was me, but that was a lot of, I was trying to like do everything and I still couldn't, but okay. No, I, I would, I wouldn't have thought final fantasy seven had 23 hours, but okay. Next are your top genres. So this one's weird because they give two categories. I guess the top one is your top one. And then the second one is number two. I don't know, but this doesn't make any sense. My top genre was action adventure. I believe that 21 games, 189 trophies and 183 hours, but it doesn't let you, you can't click it and see what those games are. My number two, I guess is shooter. How the hell I played destiny for like five hours, action adventure, and then role playing because of final fantasy. That's true. It's gotta be. Action Adventure, 12 games, 128 <coughs> hours, and RPG. When with no, they don't give the numbers for that one. Mm-mm. Why no, would they put it there? It. Why you do can't they put click it, it there? Like, look, you click it, and it's like it it blinks, but it doesn't do anything. That's weird. All right, Action Adventure RPG. The next, there's an ad for MLB The Show. You scroll past that, and then in 2018, you clocked. Oh dear God, 419 hours of gameplay on my PS4. My time was spent across 404 hours locally, 15 hours online, which was my kids playing Fortnite, I guess. Maybe me playing GTA Online for like three or four hours. I don't know. Zero hours in VR. (laughs) No kidding. So how many hours of gameplay do you think you had in 2018? What was yours for? 419. I bet I'm 300. I'll, I'll say 300. This is Sparta. Keep going. 119,919,423 home runs in MLB The Show last year. 219. You smoked me. (laughs) By 200 hours. All right, so what are the other ones? 
across. But now you got to think like you played Hollow Knight on Switch. You played Celeste on Switch. That's true. Curse of the Moon on Switch. That's true. Now I didn't put that. That's probably fifteen hours total for me. Um, but yeah, I'm not uh, proud that I beat you. By what does it go hours. on to say? What are the other? What does it tell you? Yeah, just scroll down a little bit. It says your hours spent across local, online, and VR. Oh, I bet online I have zero three. Is <laughs> GTA online? Because I played some Street Fighter online. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna say like three, and then VR is probably like ten. But how much did you play that much before the end of the year, though? I played quite a bit. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. 200 locally. 19 online. And nine, that adds up to more than... That's more. I wasn't playing VR online. That's weird. Oh, but two... Oh, no. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. 200 locally, 19 online. And of the 200 locally, nine were were VR. VR. That makes sense. 19... Is that the same you had? I had 15, bro. Whoa. Were you sneaking Call of Duty games? <laughs> what would I have played? Did you play Fortnite? You didn't play Fortnite. No. Well, I, yeah, but not for 19 well, hours. Well, that's what I'm saying, right. Like, I played PUBG for maybe three or four hours. My kids played Fortnite. They don't play Rocket uh, League online. I played... Oh, I played Street Fighter 30th. I probably played that about five or six hours online, I bet. That's interesting. That's I would not have thought it'd be anywhere near that much. Next up... We have two categories. Your longest gaming streak, so the most consecutive hours that you played. This you might this you'll probably beat me at because you don't have a kid yet. My longest gaming streak was four consecutive hours. I bet mine's like five. I don't think mine's way past you. And then the next one is days played in 2018. I played 162 out of 365 days. I played my PlayStation 4. I'm so forty sh- percent. Well, no, that's about right. Because we podcast. We, yeah, yeah, it's there's yeah longest gaming streak. Five hours. Yeah, you beat me. And then what's the other thing? Uh, days played in 2018. 162 was you? Mm-hmm. Based on your other numbers, I'm going to say 130. I bet I'm like, yeah, 110, 120. Not even. 76. 76? Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's about right. Yeah. <clears throat> Compared to, I mean, your total hours and how many days. I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. That's weird. Like one out of every... Five days? That doesn't seem right. But again, you play. But I don't really play, play during the Switch. week much. Yeah, and I do every night. I'm like, I'm gonna play PlayStation. Hmm. Then the next is your prime gaming hour. So morning, afternoon, evening. I assume we're both evening. I'm evening, and then your prime day. I, I bet play, mine's. I don't know. I played. Is the that most, all? It says morning, afternoon, evening. And then your prime day, the day of the week you played the most. Mine was Saturday. Mine's Sunday for sure. That's surprising well, me that mine was Saturday. I would thought it would have been Sunday or Monday. It's either Saturday or Sunday. Let's see. Evening. Okay. Prime day, Saturday. Interesting. I can't argue it, but that's not what I would have thought. Um, Hold on. This is not loading for me, and this is a very important one. Oh, there's more? Next is trophies earned. I'm going to need to refresh <laughs> this because it says zero. <laughs> I know that's not right. My, I almost got as many platinums as... Didn't uh, I already say how Colin many trophies? Did. No. Well, it w- one of the things was like, how many trophies you earn from this genre? Uh well, I had 104 in action adventure. I bet I got, wow, 150 total. <laughs> My total trophies earned was 388. My trophy breakdown, breakdown, I had how many platinum, Sean, do you think I had? 17. 13. Yeah. 117 gold, 74 silver, so that's weird. And then 184 bronze. What'd you get, Sean? How I many know trophies? you got zero platinum. 
But how many total trophies? How many total trophies? 388. I bet I'm... You're half, Wait, 308? 388. 88. I bet I'm 160. I bet I'm less than that. Okay. I'll say 160. I think you're right about at half. Ooh, 162. 162, so less than half. Almost nailed it. And Trophy then, breakdown, I know you got zero platinums, but how many of the others did you get? <laughs> It didn't even, it didn't show, even show platinum. Eight gold, twenty-eight silver, one hundred and twenty. How did I get one hundred and seventeen? I guess those cheap platinums that I got. They must have had a lot of gold trophies. Because look at that. I had one hundred and seventeen gold. You, you had you have more gold than silver. That's what I'm saying. That's weird. But th- those cheap mine's at least the right. Well, those cheap platinums that I was doing, it's like a couple bronze and gold, 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 gold platinum. Uh, okay. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Through PlayStation Plus, I downloaded forty free games in 2018. 40? I bet I downloaded. I, I bet I didn't, I didn't download, even download all of them. I bet I didn't download. <clears throat> like download or bought? Put into your library. Okay. I bet 15. There were some months where I didn't do are, any. A lot of those are, are Vita games for me. I'll say 15. Six. <laughs> you are wow. not maximizing your PS Plus. That's how bad PS Plus is. Uh, next up, top plus game played online. Oh, I'm proud of myself. I didn't think I played this much. Played online? Yeah. Grand Theft Auto 5. Well, it game it, to play online, you need PS Plus is what it's Oh. Like. Grand Theft Auto 5, eight hours. That's got to be mine then. It's got to be your only thing. Yeah. Grand yeah. Theft Auto 5. 18 of my 19 hours were GTA 5. And the other you one was probably Fortnite. Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> you, you play like a half hour like Street three or four matches in Street Fighter. Um, I think that's it. Oh, your 2018 Sam. Oh, okay. Oh, this is cool. Does your summary summary by month? January, I played eight games, 21 trophies for 41 hours. February, three games, 19 trophies, 35 hours. March, seven games, five trophies, 29 hours. April, five games, 20 trophies. That's when God of War came out. <laughs> 35 hours. May, I was still finishing God of War. Four games, 22 trophies, 44 hours. June, six games 47 trophies that's when i was was downloading those cheap games 31 (laughs) hours july 11 games 56 trophies wow that's when i went crazy with the platinums i guess 35 hours august that's weird nine games 45 trophies 53 hours that's my most hours played in all of 2018 is August? august was that blood no bloodborne was before that because Spider Man was Spider Man wasn't out. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. September one game. <laughs> you only played one game. I played one game. Spider Man. Fifty one trophies, forty seven hours. That pretty much lines up with my Spider Man stats. October five games, twenty seven trophies, only eleven hours. That was that was some. That was some cheap platinums. Uh, you only played eleven hours in October. <laughs> yeah, because like DX Plus and so they were like thirty minute platinums. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. Nine games in November, 61 trophies for 33 hours. December, five games, 14 trophies, 24 hours. So, and then at the end it says, thank you for playing. Copyright infringement. 49 games, 419 hours, 388 trophies. All right, let's take a look here. I like this. That's cool. They should do that every year. I feel like I, I think they do something similar to that last year, but every year, but last year I didn't get mine for some reason. All right. Uh... My butt? My butt? 
Most hours was February. September. That was Bloodborne. That's when Bloodborne. Really? Yep. Was it that long ago? Yep. I mean, that's got to be it. But Spider-Man, I feel like that's weird. December was my next highest at 36. That was, that was you going back to Spider-Man and playing that VR. That was Spider-Man and VR and just being on vacation, quite frankly. Um, and then September was third at 27. That was Spider-Man. I got zero trophies in October. <laughs> and I only played three hours. So October was definitely kind of a lull. Yeah, clearly. Wow. Oh, yeah. You played Hollow Knight on Switch. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, did it? Does it give you like a title at the end? No, it's not like boss rank or whatever. No. That, that's it. What did they all just to? say Masterful Adventurer? Mine said they that. called me. Oh, okay. 27 yep, games. For, well, I don't know that they all say that, but well, we both okay. got that. There's more to come in 2019. Keep scrolling. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, 27 games, 219 hours, 162 trophies. That sounds about right. I was more Again, or less... Again, though, some of those, a lot of those cross-platform games you played on Switch, not on PS4. Right. So that, that makes it... And you put... How many hours do you think you put in Hollow Knight? 20, 30? Ooh. Uh, like, I only probably put 10 before I put it down. I bet 20 or 30, yeah. yeah. Quite a few, for sure. So that's cool. Go to playstation.com slash your year i don't know what it is but go check out your own stats if you didn't get an email you can log into your playstation account and go from there that was fun sean we're not here to talk about the past although we kind of are because our main topic this week what have we been playing we've been playing this is why it took this long for us to record this podcast i got it resident evil two two Resident Evil 2, it is just called Resident Evil 2. It's not called Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's just called Resident Evil 2. Um, I cannot wait to talk about this game. So, Sean, how many times did you beat this in the past? Once, only once, or maybe twice or something? I don't know that I ever owned this game. Okay. Which is... No, you said you rented it over a weekend and I beat it. I rented it, it on N64 and beat okay. it. And I don't know if I had this... I'm trying to think of where I played. I think maybe I had it on PC or something. That's what I was going to ask. I don't know if it ever came out on PC. I don't know where else I would have played it, but I know I've played it more than just renting it. Um, But I bet I haven't beaten it more than all uh, whatever game modes combined. I bet I haven't beaten it more than three, four times. Well, that's more than I've beaten it. Well, yeah, but I don't even know that I've beaten Leon A, Claire A, Leon B, uh, Claire okay. B. I don't know that I've beaten all four of them. I know I've definitely beaten it with Leon and with Claire, but yeah. So let, let's keep it spoiler light because even though this is a 21-year-old yes. game, I've never played it, so I don't want to know how it ends. Sean has beaten the Leon playthrough. I'm about seven and a half hours in, seven hours, seven and a half hours into the Leon playthrough, Leon A. Um I'll probably beat it next couple days. Sean, you're the Resident Evil guy in this podcast. Yes. What do you think about RE2? I'm the resident Resident Evil You're guy. the Resident Evil expert. Uh, what do I think about the game? It is everything I hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Like, they nailed it. Um, I was a big fan of the Resident Evil 1 remake, although that was more just... It wasn't just prettier... Like yeah, still they definitely controls. added, they changed, it was still tank controls. Yeah. Um, but they added a lot to the how they 
changed it a good bit, but it still was Resident Evil with a fresh coat of paint and yeah. some new areas to explore. This they really like rebuilt it from the ground up more so than I rem- more so than I remember. At work today, it was kind of slow. I pulled up just on YouTube like a playthrough of classic Resident okay. Evil Two and just kind of skimmed through it. And they changed a lot more than I realized. Is that opening the opening from the remake? Is that in the original with the truck driver? Not in the gas station. Um, yeah. Again, we're going to keep the spoiler light, but I mean, so, if you've, if you've probably already played. It's literally the first thirty minutes. It's not a gas station. Okay, it's a weapon shop. Okay, which I think that scene in the yeah. middle was kind of a nod to that. Okay. Um. Well. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they were going for. Um, the truck driver is in the original one, but really? you don't see. They like give him some backstory now. In this oh, one, okay. it's literally just. I mean, I don't even know that you see the truck driver. It's just a truck that that crashes in. Okay. Yeah. So they kind of added on that, which was kind of cool. Um, it, it was a perfect mix of staying faithful to the original while still giving you a brand new game. Like they, I, I just think they absolutely nailed it, and I haven't even touched Claire's campaign or whatever yet. Um, I already a or B, let yeah. alone playing. You know, so I've got a lot. Like I plan on beating all four of them yep. at some point. Yep, I may take a little bit of time off, but I love this game. It's it's exactly what I wanted. I think this is the best remake that I've ever played. And when I say remake, I don't just mean a pretty coat of paint, like. Shadow of the Colossus, I never played the original, but even if I did, it was just, it was the same game controls, I guess, improved a little bit, but it was the, it was the same base game where this is like, I don't even ever need to play the original now because this has to be the best reimagining. And when I think about this, of course, Sean, everything that I talk about on this podcast relates to Metal Gear. This is what I want. When I talk about a Metal Gear 3 remake, I don't want like... Just the same game. You don't want twin snakes. Yes. Like, I want them to just reimagine. Like, I, I had a, a, a co- I just commented on somebody's post on the Metal Gear Solid subreddit, and I got upvoted crazy, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I just want this in Fox Engine with Fives controls, blah, blah, blah. Somebody's like, oh, it would make the game too easy if you just do that. I'm like, well, I, I know that. I don't want twin snakes. Well, I do. Well, okay. You're dumb. Um, Like, this is what a remake is. Like when I think about Metal Gear Solid 3 being remade in the Fox engine, I think about Metal Gear Solid 3 being remade in the Fox engine. I want Five's control scheme. I want different enemy placements and all this other stuff. And I want, the only thing that I really care about them staying true to the original games, I want all the cutscenes to be shot for shot, the exact same thing in yeah. Fox engine. Yeah. This like, this this game I've got so many notes here. Um, again, I haven't beaten it yet. This is this scarier than Resident Evil Seven. I have some thoughts on that. Let me know. You can ask Brittany. I literally screamed. Did you throw the controller? I never threw the controller. I almost but I did when he screamed showed up. multiple times in this game, and that rarely if ever happened resident evil 7 resident evil 7 was just kind of a i don't know if i can play this game it just messes with my head because I'm just the first always scared and i think that is part yep. of it 
this was more not I don't mean it in a bad way, but like cheap like jump scares. Yeah. As opposed to Resident Evil Seven's just kind of overall atmosphere of just like uneasiness, like um but no, I screamed so many times. There's this one part um well there were several parts, but the kennel. Oh my god! I saw it on the map. I saw kennel. I'm like, I was like oh, oh my god! I know no. what that's gonna be. Did you kill them all? And in she's the like, things? well, it's a kennel. They should all be in in cages. I'm like, that's not that's not how games work. <laughs> so I go in there, and they're like all in cages. I'm like, huh? Okay, they're trying to lull me into a false sense of security here. So I just went, just, <laughs> just yep. killed them all. I wasted them all. And then I came back. You know, you did something, and then you had to come back. And, and then like, like now when like, I come back, I'm like, all right, now they're all gonna be out. No dogs. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's no way Brittany's right. I'm like, they're still setting me up. And then you go and do something else. And then I had to come back. I'm like, they're still not here. So again, I just ran. I'm getting to the point where I'm just running around, whatever. And then on my way out, now they finally come out. And they... Once you did that thing, that that puzzle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's another thing where... I can't remember what it is. I don't think you're at the part yet. It was pretty late in the game where I was like, oh, here comes something. And, and I like tried to, you know, like call it. And then it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then literally like a half a second later, oh my God. exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. And I, I have never, other than when I played Resident Evil 7 in VR and it was one time. Yeah. Other than that, never have I like, audibly like screamed like yelped from a game and i did it probably 10 to 15 times during this game that's the thing like so i think this is overall scarier than seven i think seven that first hour like the the prologue whatever you want to call it is the most uneasy you feel in the whole thing yeah this it's just like every time i get to a door and even if i got the when i unlock a door with a key and i've never been in that room before i'm like okay be strong be strong. Be I strong. think also another big thing is I don't know if it's just the fact there were not a lot of enemies in seven. Right. So I don't know if it's just the sheer number of enemies in this game compared to that or what, but there's just always sounds. There's just always things happening. People like mumbling or things falling over. I'm like, what is that? I'm like right. looking around and I don't see anything, but the sounds really got to me. In this the game. sound design in this game is freaking amazing, especially when you get to, I don't think this is a spoiler. The tyrant is in the game. You know that if you play two, once he shows up and he breaks, he you breaks. just hear like the footsteps and I'm trying, like I'm playing every time I've played this game, I play with my, my Bluetooth, my uh, turtle beach, not spawn, not hashtag, not in head. My turtle beach headset. And I'm like, because I want to know exactly where he's coming from. I'm like, I hear him to the left, the right. You can't really tell if he's up above or down below. But when you hear his footsteps, I'm like, I'm not leaving this room. I'm not doing it. But then, like I texted you, I was like, oh my God. Like something that you have always known as safe in every Resident Evil game before completely breaks. And you're like, when I got there, I'm like, what is I, happening? I, I don't I'm know like, what to do anymore. I'm not, yeah. I don't know what to do anymore, but like, it's not even the, the, the footsteps and the, the, the sound design and everything in this game, but also the music is so, when his music kicks in and it's like that, I'm like, like I can, like I can feel my chest tightening Yeah. when he shows up and I'm just like, oh my God, 
Like this is a video game and I'm not even playing first person or in VR. How is this doing this to me? This game is so freaking well-made. It is amazing. Um, the opening to this game, talk about the yelping and stuff. I was like, I don't want to go in that building. I don't want to go in there. I know what's going to happen. I don't want to go in there. Yeah. Uh, so you go in there. Uh, Colin, did you see Colin's last play? I don't know if you saw it. He put up, he's like, Leon's the dumbest cop ever. Like he walks up, he's like, sir, are you okay? And he's like bleeding. From, he's like, why were you asking if he's okay? He's blood everywhere. And the guy's that way. Um, that whole scene, I tried to fight them off, which was stupid. But then I got caught. Like, I didn't know where to go because I was, like, going down the aisles. And I was like, hey, man, there's 17. I don't know. What, and then Claire shows up, and it's so cool. Um, this game is also... They, they took the RE engine up a notch for this game. Like, I thought RE7, other than some of the textures and stuff. Like, I remember I complained about some of the branches <laughs> and stuff. Like, you could yeah. walk by them, and they were just a flat line. There is nothing in this game that's not absolutely beautiful. The facial animations in this, like, remind me of comparing it to a 15 year old game, but they remind me of half-life two at the time. Like they're so good. Like every, like when you're talking to the Lieutenant in the, in the main hall and everything. And it's like, like I feel his emotion when you get to that one part at the gun shop. I'm like, like I text you. I was like, I don't think I can play this anymore. This just absolutely broke me. Yeah. Um, Does that ever come? Does anything come from that? No. Okay. It will in the DLC is what I think. Um, So we'll get to that. Do you agree? This is like one of the prettiest games I've like, it's not photo. <laughs> I mean, you've got zombies and stuff, so it's not photorealistic. But like when you look at like, if you compare like the facial animations to one of my favorite games of all time in Horizon Zero Dawn compared to this, there's no comparison. Like this is so good. Even the, the trucker, like when they zoomed in on his burger at the beginning, I was like, oh God, it's a zombie brain or something. I was like, oh, it's a burger. Yeah. And then it's like everything, but he's like, like every, you can see every, every hair on his beard and like his facial animations and everything. It's so good. This game is so pretty. The everything's wet. Like, and, and the lighting in this game is so pretty. Like I cannot, I don't know how long they worked on this game. Cause it's been rumored forever. So I don't know how long they've actually been working on this, but they, they squeezed everything. And we're, we're both playing on base PS fours. They squeezed everything out of this game that they could possibly squeeze out of it. Yeah. Um, the only other thing, and I'll never get it, but now I just feel like I'm spoiled, and I want an RE1 remake. Remake. Like if they could do with the original Resident Evil, not that the remake wasn't bad. I mean, not that it wasn't good. Right, it was good, but it was still Resident Evil One. Yeah, I want Resident Evil One remake RE engine, and I don't think they'll ever do it because they've already remade it, and they basically built that again. Like. I don't think the but I mean this has been such a huge hit like maybe I hope they don't get away from first person I hope RE8 is RE7 too like keep that going but there is still a lot to be done with old school Resident Evil games Capcom it is crazy to think I remember 3 years ago when they released Street Fighter 5 and there was no arcade mode and I went on my rant and all this other stuff I was like Capcom is dead they're almost Konami at this point the resurgence that they have had since then. They've done treat Street Fighter V so right since then. Marvel Capcom Infinite sucked. They did so good with the 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 X collections. The Legacy collections were already out but then. But the Mega Man X collections were so well done. RE7 was amazing. This I don't I don't think this is crazy for me. I think this is better than seven. 
I'm uh, I'm torn. I think it's recency bias, bias and all that, I think, but like this game 7 at its best is yes, better. Yes. I agree. This game is more consistent. This is like a 9 9.5 out of 10 like throughout. Resident Evil starts at like a 10, I mean an 11 if you ask me, but call it a 10 drops to like a 9 and then drops to like a 7 <laughs> near the yeah. end. So at its best, I think Resident Evil 7 is better. This feels like a nine all the way. But up. in the end, I think that Zelda was builder. Zelda was builder. Um, did you notice that your controller glows based I, based on it? I did way late into. The I noticed game. that way early. I was like, "Why is this? It's green. Why is this yellow now, buddy? You got to pee. Okay, whatever. It's yellow. Oh, it's yeah. yellow because that's my health. That's so cool. Now yeah. you got to. Huh? We don't have the new PS4s where it has the little thing on the the touchpad. I don't think you do. With I the light bars there. The thing. Like the second generation of DualShock 4s, there's a light bar on the touchpad as well that would show. So you can actually see it. No, that's cool. Um, the controls of this game are so good. This is how I imagine people that love RE4, which I do too, but I think this is how they imagine RE4 playing. But this is how RE4 should play. And this is why... One would be awesome. Three, I don't care about. I don't think three is as well received. Now, the, the director said, if you want RE3 remake, you got to let us know, blah, blah, blah. No, I want RE4. You've got Leon already built. Just RE4 in this engine could be one of, pure, I mean, RE4, a lot of people say it's one of the best games ever made, period. But you make it in this engine with these updated controls and stuff, I cannot even fathom how good that would be. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about the controls, because they tell you like, hey, the liquors, if you make too much noise, they'll hear you, but they're blind as a bat. And I don't feel like sneaking around in this game. It scares me to death. Now, if Leon could do the snake crouch walking. Yeah. That That's the only thing I think it's missing is a crouch walk. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's true. There were times where I think because I just played seven VR not too long ago that I was trying to duck in this game, which I think is right stick in seven. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to do that in this one thinking I'd be able to duck and all it does is like center your aim okay. again, whatever. But yeah, I many times I felt the urge to like, I want to duck here and I can't do it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, one of my complaints with my game of the year last year, my number three game of all time, God of War. The only complaint I really had with that was the map, the map in this game. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's one of the best maps I've ever seen. Like they, they, they name all the rooms for you, whether you've been there or not. Once you, that was a huge, like, I mean, they did that in seven and that was okay, yeah. so huge. And it just, add, it makes it just seem more real. It's yeah. not just like, here's another random, here's the room. commissioner's room. This is the art room, right. whatever. So it's like when you, when you find a note that says, Oh, the lock in West room, second floor, whatever. It's like, I know exactly where that is. And I've, I've memorized this map now because I've run away from the damn tyrant so many times and liquors and stuff like this map is perfect. The, if you haven't played it yet, what they do is like, if you're in a, if you get to a new area on the map, it shows as red, it'll stay red until you find everything in that area, whether it's a, uh, something you got to pick up and read or a locker or an item or whatever. Once you've got everything in that area, it goes blue. So, you know, I don't need to explore anymore. Yeah. Like I can just, if the people come through the windows and stuff, I can just run away and I don't need to worry about it. It's so well designed. And also like the level design in this game, I don't know why you, again, I don't know why you'd ever make a, a police station out of a museum, but just taking that as it is, 
I, I never got frustrated in this. The only thing, like, I was like, do I just have to go to the, the, the tower? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, well, okay, that's what I figured because that's the only thing I've got. I've got nowhere else to go. Well, you should have read something when you were in that area, the prison. Mm-hmm. Not really a spoiler. There should have been a note or something you can pick up where it's like, hey, so-and-so, yeah, we're still waiting on yes. those two parts. But Last I, I knew that this guy had it over there, and then this one, you know, the guy was at the clock tower for repairs, and he had one, so that tells oh, you. Oh, I didn't. I just paid attention to the, the two parts. I was like, well, I've got one. Yeah. Oh, you had gotten one before you even read that? No, 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 no. Oh, it was okay. after the fact. Yeah. I don't even remember where the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. But the level design's so good in this game. Like, you're never... This is a Metroidvania game where it doesn't hold your hand so much as like I've heard Metroid Fusion does, where it's like, yeah. now you've got this item. Go here. Go here. Go to terrain, like 3B, whatever. Yeah. This is just, you you get, because it's still, it's a small map, relatively speaking, until you get to the later in the game, it seems. And just little thing that 7 did, but I'm 99% sure the original 2 didn't. When you try to open a door and it's locked and it says, ooh, there's a diamond etched diamond on your map yeah. so you know exactly in the original one i was always like what, where did what, i need to use this where? key again yep. and uh, it's just such a big help and if you go if you find like gunpowder or an herb or something and you can't pick it up because your inventory is full it marks it on your map so you're like yeah. well i can run past all these guys to get that green herb if i need it to make a potion or whatever yeah uh i, I am playing this way more methodically than sean is as I'm like seven, seven and a half hours in, he beat it in seven, seven and a half hours. I've got an hour and a half. It was like, it was under seven, but it was like 6.55 or something. I was playing through this at an okay pace, but still like I would go, I've saved like 65 times already or something. Oh my God. I think I saved 25 to 30. Really? Yeah. Because I was just so scared. I'm like, I'm not a Resident Evil guy. I'm like, I And I saved every time I saw a typewriter. I never went out of my way to go back. Oh, I just did that. Go back and save. Did that. Go back. But anytime I came across one, I'm saving. I did that all the time. I was like, open this door i'm gonna run back because <laughs> i don't know what's on the other side of that door um so i'm playing it very methodical and everything but like i i like that though like it's it's it, it, this is how a metroidvania in 3d should be done like it's so it just again it goes back to the level design and everything like it just begs you to go back and like well you got this key i mean you know yeah you know um when i finally found the jack for the library i was like Yes, I can yeah. get across that hole and blah blah blah, and that opens up the old. Oh, this game is this game is so good. What else haven't I talked about? Let me check my notes. Um, the other good thing that I don't really remember, and I'm looking forward to figuring it out. I think if you play Leon, which we did, that's what you play, and if you play Claire, you play Claire's story. Yeah, I think the B version of each is flipped. Like I think it's in the original, yes. instead of them you know stopping and then getting rammed in the back by the truck somehow the car like spins around or something it's like to where now the history. truck is going to hit him in the front okay to where now when claire gets out she's on that path that takes her to the front door and leon's on the path that takes him to the back door the side door or whatever when you play as claire it's like a, you might as well be playing a totally different game because you're you're going in this side like by the time you make it to the main hall you've made a lot of progress and it's just it just plays like a totally different game and i don't remember i think both the b's are like claire i think claire's b is basically leon a now obviously you have your own interactions your interactions with uh lieutenant what's his name lieutenant Branna, dan Branna, yeah, yeah. 
are going to be different as Claire than they were as Liam. But I think for the most part, everything's kind of where you get these items in the same places in the same order. Like it plays the same, but you're Claire instead of Leon. But even that being the case, I still want to do that. Like I really want to play Claire's right now to experience the other side of it. But I also want to go back and play Claire. Each of their B's. Like, Oh yeah. Um, was the tyrant this scary in the original? No. This is the this is the scariest like this is way scarier than Jack Baker to me. Like the one cool thing about Nemesis mm-hmm. is that it's, it's basically the whole game, that, right? the whole game. Yeah. Now he's not literally chasing <sighs> you, but he'll like pop out like Baker did. Yeah, like go like, through a wall. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's like the beginning of Resident Evil Seven, yeah. but the whole game. Okay. It's not like he's just always behind. Can... In that game, it's like just get to like the next room or the next room after that and he's gone. You don't have to worry about Whereas it. Whereas this guy can go, but he'll pop out again a few rooms. Like he's always there. Yeah. Whether you can see him or hear him, he's always, he could pop out at any time. <sighs> this, I mean, in the original, I don't remember him being so. Well, apparently he was uh, only in Claire's place. So in the, in the that original. was what I was thinking. Yeah. That's why when he showed up in Leon's, I You're was like, what really, the I was happening? like, what? Yeah. That, the that really threw me for a loop. Um, but no, way scarier in this one. He just looks like a big... I mean, he looks basically like... He's just a big dude in like a trench coat, whatever. Not trench coat, but like a, a cape. I don't know what he's wearing. A cloak. It's a trench coat, yeah. Um, and part of it was the graphics. He just wasn't yeah. as intimidating looking. And in that game, like, every room is like a separate area. So you go through a door, and it does a little animation of the door opening. And I think once uh, you go through the door, you're good. He's yeah. not coming after you anymore. Right. Now, he'll pop out again later, kind of like Nemesis. But this guy, like, follows you around from area like, to no. area, like, in real time. And he's just, like, relentless. The scariest thing with him isn't even the footsteps. It's when you hear a door open, I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, why is this happening? Like, I, again, I have no frame of reference. I never played the original, but I... I could never go back. It's a great game, but there's no, there's no need. Yeah. Like look it up on YouTube, get an appreciation for how it looks. And that's all you need to do. Um, yeah, the tyrant literally almost gave me a heart attack multiple times and I have heart issues in my past. So it's scary. Um, also all I got to say is Emma. Yeah. When you said that last night, I'm like, Emma, Emma, Emma. Cause he calls Uh, her something else, but like her name's Emma. And then they close the door and yeah, Um, well, I do think this is better than seven. Again, I do agree. The highs of seven were better than the highs of this. I think this is just more consistent nine all the way through. Whereas seven, the first, at least the first hour, if not the first whole half of the game was 10 out of 10 and then it drops to six, seven, whatever you want to say after that. This is nine all the way through. Is this better than four? Cause that's a goal. I loved four. And I think the f- it's tough to talk bad about four because it's a fantastic game, but it's almost not Resident Evil to me. It's so right. more. It's not Resident Evil, it's and it's not just survival it's horror linear for the most part. There's yeah. like occasionally you'll get to like this area, and you have to do a lot of exploring and backtracking. But it's pretty much here, just go blah, 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 through yeah. the whole game, which is not Resident Evil to me. It's a great game, but. It, it, it doesn't seem like Resident Evil to me. I think it's better than 4. Yeah. Well, I wish, and I don't know if it would have worked. I don't see why it wouldn't. I kind of wish 
they would have added a first person mode to this. Like it's the same engine. Right. The way it controls, there's no reason you couldn't do that in first person. It would almost kind of be cool to play RE2 Remake in first person. That's my one wish, but. Uh, one wish for me, Leon, you got to run faster, bro. That, that's what I'm talking about. Playing in the demo, I'm like, he just seems slow. Like when I'm running. Now it seems like the whole time I played this, I'm on yellow or red health. So he's like, oh, yeah. Ugh. So I'm like, maybe that's why, but no, it just that seems could like, be. I played it yellow pretty much. The yeah. Whole he game, should but. run faster than he does is, is one thing that I was thinking. Yeah. And do the snake walk. Yes. All right. So you think for RE8, do you think they do go back to first person? I don't. I think, oh, I mean, yeah, I think they go back to first person. Well, but, okay, well, better question. Do we get RE8 next, or do we get RE4 or 3 or 1 remake? I think we get, I think we do I get think they'll, 8 next. I think it's going to, yeah. I, I think, think they'll we'll get alternate. 8. I think we get they 8, do 4, in, 9, 1 is what I think happens. Maybe, maybe. 3, because people want 3. I, I I just don't know. After this, if after this game, I'll play any Resident Evil game that Capcom makes from here on out period like they've they've sold me 100 i was never a big fan in the back in the day you 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 can't make me a bigger fan right now than i am already like, i think the fact that one two and three and beyond that code veronica and zero were all so similar but you really think of one two three that was very much a trilogy yeah four five six yep very much a trilogy i think seven eight, eight nine seven, eight, are nine all going to be yep more or less the same same story arc same gameplay um, I just hope I, it's kind of like, and I know you never watched it, but it's kind of like, um, true detective hmm. in more ways than one, like the game itself, just backwoods, Louisiana and just overall just creep, yeah. creepy factor. It, that's how that series was. And it was perfect. That's not funny. okay. That's a tyrant. <laughs> I don't like that one bit. Um, I just don't know how you can top it. I feel like Resident Evil yeah. 8, unless you go back to Louisiana, like, I don't want to be in, like, a... An umbrella factory or whatever. Yes, I yeah. don't want to... I just don't know how they'll ever go back. I think it'll be in the, the style of 7, but I don't I don't think you'll ever top it. Yeah. I, I just don't know where you go from there to progress the story without while still maintaining that realistic feel and not just being in like a high-tech lab yeah. or you know something like that so so buddy oh buddy gotta pee <laughs> uh yeah I, I don't know I, I think they have to do eight next i almost think eight might be a p at, at this point it's got to be ps5 because now we're i think it's two years from now yeah. we get re8 and Probably. two years after that we get four remake or whatever it is some facts here. So Resident Evil 2, the remake, was the biggest Capcom... Capcom. 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 Launch. Launch party. Launch. Since Resident Evil 7, they have shipped already 3 million copies globally. That doesn't even count digital. 3 million physical shipped. That doesn't mean sold, but yeah. have been sent to retailers. So they, they, they had an amazing launch. Um, also, there's a free DLC coming on February 15th called... Ghost Survivor's Mode. This comes from Polygon. Capcom is working on a new game mode for its Resident Evil 2 remake that offers three additional perspectives on the zombie infestation of Raccoon City. That mode, the Ghost Survivors, will be released as a free update to the game. Capcom announced at a Resident Evil event in Japan. The Ghost Survivors will be a side story that focuses on three survivors. Robert Kendo, 
The firearms dealer who owns Raccoon City's Kendo Gun Shop, an unnamed member of the Umbrella Umbrella Security Service and Raccoon City Hunk. Mayor... Huh? Hunk. Oh, is that what it'll be? Probably. Okay. And Raccoon City Mayor Michael Warren's daughter who meets a... Tra- uh, I'm not going to read that. I wish I didn't read it right now. <laughs> Spoiler. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't read it. Damn it. (laughs) Okay, so I assume that's in Claire's story. All right. According to a translation of the event from Silicon Air, the ghost survivors will include randomized scenarios, an enemy unique to the game mode, and a shop where players can purchase items with points they earn in-game. We've reached out to Capcom for more details. In addition to the ghost survivors, Capcom has more free free content planned, low-polygon character models for Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield, known as 98 Leon and 98 Claire, will be released for the game for free in March. That's awesome. Also, apparently, for some reason, we're getting a Resident Evil series coming to Netflix. What? This comes... You didn't know this? No. This comes from Deadline. I heard they were rebooting the movies, supposedly. Exclusive. Resident Evil is headed to television. It's not television. I've learned that Netflix... Not me, the author. I've learned that Netflix is developing a scripted series based on the hit action horror franchise. I hear this... I hate reading this in the first person. This person hears that the series will be a Netflix global original. German production and distribution company Constantin Film, which is behind the Resident Evil movies loosely, that's a good word, based on the Capcom video game series as a studio. Search is underway for a showrunner to shepherd the adaptation. Okay, so it's very, very early. Yeah. No one is commenting, but I hear the plan is for the series to expand the Resident Evil universe and deepen the exiting, they said exiting mythology, not existing. I hear the series will keep the basic premise, which also served as a setup for the movie franchise. The drama series will explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the New World Order, new, 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 new world order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus. By the way, that's what I thought it was. They talked about the G-Virus in this. It's both. Okay. The G-Virus is what Birkin has. Anna? It, okay. Uh, the, the doctor in the game? Yeah. Okay. The T-Virus is just zombies. The G-Virus is like... Well, that didn't work. That turned everybody gonna, into zombies. Let's try this one and see if this works. It's like what bigger and better T-Virus. While the project is in early stages, the Series 6 is expected to incorporate all of Resident Evil's signature elements, including action sequences and Easter eggs. If you're not watching, you should go to YouTube.com. Two Resident Evil film franchise launched with a 2002... I cannot believe that came out that long ago. Resident Evil wow. consists of six movies to date, produced by Constantin, which had acquired the rights to the video game series and was distributed by Screen Gems. The franchise has cumulatively earned $1.2 billion worldwide to date to rank as the highest-grossing film series based on video game. It's because it's they made six movies. Paul W.S. Anderson was behind the six-movie series, which starred Mila Jovovich Mila and wrapped in 2016 with Resident Evil, the final chapter. Since then, Constantin Film Brass have discussed plans to reboot the franchise, including a TV series. Last month, the company hired Johannes Roberts to write and direct a potential feature Resident (laughs) Evil reboot with a new cast. So, yes. Now, what I don't know is this live action or is this animated? Uh I assume it's live action. I assumed, but maybe they'll follow what Castlevania did. 
I, I do not. It should be live action. Ba- based on the movies, I have no hopes for this at all. The, the video games are way b- better than movies, and they will probably always continue to be that. If they're closer to the video games than the movies, I'll be happy. Yes. But that is correct. That is correct. All right, you want to get to the news? Anything else you want to add on Resident Evil? Play this game if you don't have it already. Yeah, seriously. Play, like, play this game. Um, nah, I have nothing to add. Nothing further, Your Honor. The defense rests. You want to get the news of the week, Sean? I will allow it. I'll allow it, too. Uh, this is sad. Uh, Metroid Prime 4 <laughs> is starting over from scratch. This comes from IGN. Metroid Prime 4's development is restarting from the beginning with the help of Retro Studios, developers of the original Metroid Prime games. Announced by Nintendo, the decision was made because this fourth entry, quote, has not reached the standards we seek in a sequel to the Metroid Prime series. Due to this reason, Nintendo has decided to have producer Kensuke Tanabe, quote, work in trust and collaboration with the studio that developed the original Metroid Prime series, Retro Studios, in the United States, and restart development from the beginning. Tanabe was the Metroid Prime series producer, and the initial project was being overseen by him and a, quote, talented development team, which was not Retro Studios, and had reportedly been said to have been Bandai Namco. Metroid Prime 4 was announced at E3 2017, and little has been heard of it since its reveal. It has Nothing been, has it, been heard. <laughs> and it hasn't even been that long. Like, yeah. The last we heard of it was in November of last year when Nintendo of America president and COO Reggie Filzami said that, quote, the game is well in development. Not anymore. Retro Studios' last game was Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, and there have been reports that it was working on the rumored Star Fox racing game. Retro Studios developed the first Metroid Prime in 2002, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes in 2004, and Metroid Prime 3 Corruption in 2007. So I have thoughts. Uh, As somebody who's never played the Prime games, I don't know what I'm missing at this point. They're awesome this sucks and it's good at the same time it in the long run it's for the best and the more i think about it i mean it's not like they've taken everything that was done and thrown in the trash they're starting from stage one again but that's not to say they can't reuse like i don't think they're literally scrapping everything the engine and the assets and all that right Otherwise, it's they're not going to be out for like three or four years. I, I think, think it's they're still saying, out in another two years. I think it's out in 2021. I think yes. what they're saying is like this game, the story, the controls, everything, we're not up to our standards, so we're scrapping it. I'm sh- like the artwork, the graphic design, all that other stuff, the character models, I'm sure they're fine. Like, yeah. I-, I don't think you would have, I-, I think you could reuse all of that. The other thing, though, is what's left of Retro Studios. They made the last Metroid Prime game 12 years ago. Like, how many of those people are still there? The people that, like, shepherded this from 2D into 3D. Yeah. But Nintendo, nine times out of ten, when they put out a first-party game, they nail it. Yeah. So as bad as I want Metroid Prime 4 to be a thing, I would rather it be a good thing than a crappy thing. I don't want Metroid Prime yeah. Federation Forces or whatever it was on the 3DS. Like, also, as I've said to you many times off air, now they have plenty of time to get us the trilogy 
on Switch, and I will play through all three of those games, and I cannot wait to do that. That has to be coming. I don't know that it's this fall, because this fall is going to be Pokemon, and they don't need anything other than Pokemon, but for people like me that don't like the Pokemans, maybe it is this fall. I don't know. Like It can't be that hard. Just take the games, up them a little bit, put them on the Switch, three carts or yeah, one cart, two to downloads, whatever like, it is. They're perfect as they are. Yeah. Just yeah, fresh coat of paint, clean, crisp everything up, good to go. Um, yeah, I would say that's the one... Po- I mean, it's good that we're going to get the game the way it should be. But I think besides Metroid Prime 4, the one good thing to come out of this, hopefully, is that I think it's more likely that we get the Prime um, remakes. Yeah. It, it, I, I think. We have to. And if not, then what's this all for? What's this life for? Moving on. Moving on. So, again, in the, in the long run, I think it's a good thing. By the way, as I said on Twitter, I almost forgot about this. Shout out to Nintendo for being upfront and honest and transparent. Yeah. Whereas you've got freaking EA over there like... uh. I know Jason Schreier's reported on this, but uh, here's our statement. We continue to be excited about the Star Wars franchise and everything that it offers us, and we look forward to showing you more from our Star Wars games in the future of Star Wars. Like, shut up. Like, you canceled the game. Just come out and say it. Where Nintendo's like, hey, guys. We sorry. screwed up. It wasn't working. Over. Uh, we're starting over. Please be patient. Please be excited. Thank you. That's all. Oh, oh. Like, like, I was sweet Nick and Adam. I was like, this is why... Nintendo is beloved or beloved, and EA is like the hate, most hated company in the in the world. Yeah. Wow. Whew. It's a tough time to be in the pool house studios right now. That it is. That is correct. Yeah, it's correct. Now, I love video game sales data. Do you like them? I or, do. Okay, good. You don't have to really say it. I was really wondering because I love this stuff. No, but I'm also glad you said that grammatically correct. What did I say? You said, I like data. Do you like them? Because data is plural. That was... Okay. You weren't ready. You didn't <laughs> move. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Shout out to mom for data. Take that for data. <laughs> all right. So we got MPD released their results for December 2018 as well as all of 2018. There are some fun results in here and I want to talk about them. U.S. video game total sales hit a record $43.4 billion in 2018. That was up 18% over 2017. Now, what does that number mean? It means basically everything related to video games. Consoles, video games, accessories, uh, DLC, everything related to video games. $43.4 billion last year. Now, what's awesome about that is it's not like movies, where movie tickets have gone up like 500% right. in the last 10 years. Like a video game is still, still $60. $60. Like that's what NES game. Now, granted for now. Well, yeah, but like NES games were $60 back 20, 30 years ago. Like they haven't really changed. Like, and these, some Genesis games were a hundred bucks. Virtual racing was a hundred bucks. Fantasy star was 90. I think. Was it really? Yeah. God. Fantasy star. Th- whatever the last Genesis game. I think it was three. Yeah, I think four was the MMO that came to PC. But anyway, but yeah, I mean that's a big deal that it hit 
It's not like all these movies that are now. This movie's the highest right. grossing of all time. Now this movie's the highest grossing. Like, like this Star means Wars, something. like episode. <laughs> a New Hope only made like two hundred million dollars. Well, actually, if you like, actually, if you like inflate that, it's it made a billion dollars. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever it was, it was four hundred million. It, it would have made a billion. Whatever. No, this is just straight dollars, straight cash on me. The best-selling console of 2018, both in units sold and dollars sold, was the Switch. Yes. Nice. Shocking. Uh, but both the PS4 and the X-Bone, their sales went up over the previous year. That's good. This late in the cycle, that's crazy. Yeah. Smash Brothers Ultimate was the best exclusive launch in video game history. They sold over 5 million copies in their first month. Do you know, did you know what the previous record holder was for this? I would have never guessed this in a million years and you will not guess it because it's nothing you would think of. But the best exclusive launch game before Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was in 2010, Xbox exclusive, Gears, Halo, Halo. Reach. Yeah. Halo Reach was the best exclusive launch in history up until Smash Ultimate. Eight years later, Smash uh, toppled it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sean, I want you to guess at how much money freaking Fortnite made in 2018 on a free-to-play game. I don't know. Two billion. Two point four. Oh. <laughs> billion dollars on skins and battle passes and v bucks are you kidding me are you kidding me this is why epic games can say okay we'll give you the creators more money because fortnite's going to print them money for at least the next two three years i would assume at least yeah PUBG also not to be forgotten made over a billion dollars last year now part of that is the game cost 30 dollars but there's all the but stuff still, you can buy in the yeah. game that still made a billion dollars last year Let's look first at the top 10 games sold in December. What do you think number one was? Smash. Number one? Smash. Nice. And that doesn't even count digital, so it might have even been higher than it was. Number two, what do you think that was? I don't know, like Call of Duty or something. Black Ops 4, what do you think number three was? (laughs) Probably another Call of Duty or something. I don't know. know. What? Red Dead. Oh, duh. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Battlefield 5. Then NBA 2K19, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Madden 19, Super Mario Party, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, so I guess they don't care about Eevee, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. The top 10 games sold for 2018 makes me actually very happy. And this is going to be surprising when I say this. What do you think the number one game sold of 2018 was? God of War. I wish. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not Call of Duty? Red Dead. Really? Call of Duty was number two. So even though I crap on Red Dead all the time for all the reasons I have, I would much rather this be the best-selling yes. game than freaking Call of Duty with no campaign and just multiplayer and blackout mode and all that. So, Jared Petty, I'm sorry. I'm very happy that Red Dead was the best-selling game of 2018. I'm actually surprised, though. Even with all the hype behind it and all the, the just bleh, vomiting of praise on this stupid game where you get to shovel horse poop in the post game and stuff for like five hours. No, go away. I shovel enough poop in my backyard. I don't need to do it in a video game. Um, number two is Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Number three, 
NBA 2K19. Wow. Number four, Madden. Number five, it was on sale for three weeks last year, and it's the number five selling game, number top five selling game of all time. You know what I'm trying to <laughs> say. The number five game for 2018, Smash Ultimate, not even counting digital. That's crazy. Number six, Sean's Game of the Year, Marvel Spider-Man. Spider-Man. This time with an apostrophe. Number seven, Far Cry 5. Number eight, God of War. Number nine, Monster Hunter World. Number 10, Ass Creed Odyssey. When did that come out? October. Oh, okay. That's earlier than I thought, but I mean, it's still pretty good that it made it. Yep. So I'm, I am, I mean, all joking aside, I really am happy. I would much rather see Red Dead. I'd rather see Rockstar and Red Dead get recognized for having the best-selling game of 2018 than stupid Call of Duty. Yes. Period. 100% so, agree. I still don't want to play it. Nope. Now it's time for the wrap-up, Sean. As we're recording this, Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. Are you going to get it? Have you decided one way or the other? It's I'm about an 88, it. 89 on Metacritic right now. I'm sure I'll get it. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. I've got other stuff going on. I've got three more playthroughs of Resident Evil 2. Um, but then, honestly, oh, we never touched on this. I got me a Platinum in Spider-Man. <laughs> Better late than never. Um, Number three. So I'm officially done with Spider-Man. And you beat all three DLCs, you said? Yeah, hundred percent. I've, okay. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm done. All right, well, now game. I need to download them because I can't have you having more trophies than me. <laughs> uh, they're all. It's totally worth it. They're a lot of fun. Um, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. I can't remember what we were talking about. Um, I got a lot of. I feel like I have a lot of time left in Resident Evil, but not really. Like yeah. now that I've got a feel for the game and whatever. <laughs> think if the my first playthrough unless claire's or leon's b the, the b playthrough <laughs> is like five way hours longer no it's it's shorter then it shouldn't take me anywhere near i mean not, not like i'm gonna finish it in two hours right. but like none of them should take me seven hours yeah. i should be able to beat the other three in like 18 hours combined maybe like yeah. somewhere around there I could really do that. I mean, I'm going to be off for three weeks. You could have have my hands full. 18 hours though. But like, uh, I don't know. That'll keep me busy at least for another month or so, I think. And then that's probably when I'll get Kingdom Hearts because I don't know what the next game besides that coming out is that I care about. Like not even that I'm excited about, that I even care about. I don't know what the next one is. Speaking of the next game coming out, Anthem has gone gold. There's a demo that went out this past weekend for VIP members. Basically, if you pre-ordered it, if you're EA, if you're EA Origin Access, you can play it. I guess it had a lot of issues. Um, I just thought of something. You know what else I want to play again? Yes. I oh, mean, no. Okay, tell me. <laughs> I don't know if it, about before or after Kingdom Hearts because it won't take long. I have this urge to play Firewatch again. Oh my God. I went through our old podcast. I got up to like episode nine. It was our Firewatch spoiler cast. And I was like, I need to play this. I don't want to listen to this right now. Cause yeah. I want, I want to forget everything that I know that I, remember. I don't really remember. My, I remember the story. I like remember the, the big, big beats. Yeah. yeah. I got to play that again. God, I wish it was in VR. I, I still cannot believe that they didn't patch that for VR. Man, man, especially now that they're owned by valve, put it on no, PC, right. put it on Oculus, whatever. Yeah. But Anthem has gone gold. The demo is coming out this 
coming weekend. I downloaded already. It's like a 25 gig file. I want to at least try it to see if it's like really Anthem. I mean, Iron Man, but like I, I got to be RE2. I'm probably going to want to jump right into Players B playthrough. And then there's a the Super Bowl. And then like, I'm like, well, I'm probably going to miss the demo, but I haven't downloaded. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Hearing mixed reviews, some people said the d- demo had a whole bunch of issues trying to get into lobbies and whatever. Um, I just, I don't know. I'd rather have an Iron Man game than this. Yeah. The Switch will not be having a price cut or a successor. I, I worded that wrong. There is no price cut or a successor to the Switch currently being considered. This comes from Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa. So he said this related to their goal of selling 20 million uh, switches in their fiscal year, which ends at the end of March. Quote, it is an extremely ambitious but worthwhile achievement. So we will maintain this goal. Nintendo Switch is our primary sales objective, and we are not considering a successor or a price cut at this time. Why would they be considering it? It hadn't even been out for two years yet. Like, why would they? Now, what I don't know is if they're saying we're not thinking of a Switch 2 yet or we're not thinking of a Switch DS XL. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Like, are they going to bring out a Switch that... Because now they they, they box themselves into these... I don't know what else you do to it. You, you, You get rid of the bezel around it. And you make it a 1080p screen. And so what I would rather have, if I could trade in my tablet and keep all my saves... For a almost bezel-less with a better battery that lasts like three hours longer or something. Yeah. Then I'd be like, okay, trade in credit, spend an extra hundred bucks, whatever it is. But I don't want to switch two right now. I don't, I'm not even no. thinking about. I'm barely even thinking about a PS5 at this point. I definitely don't. I'm not thinking about a Switch two. Are you kidding me? Right. But the the no price cut thing is interesting because two years in, they'll cut it this year, like I, I Black think Friday. This, I think I mean, not exactly. Black, you know, I think this Christmas year. season, it drops to 250 retail from 300. Yeah. Now maybe that coincides with a switch pro or whatever they're going to call it. I don't know. There's lots of rumors going around about that, but who many know? Who, who many knows? <laughs> who, many, who, many, who many knows? Who many knows? Who, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> who <many> knows? <laughs> In the ongoing drama that is steam, Versus Epic Game Store, Metro Exodus, big release coming out here in the next couple of months, is also skipping Steam and only releasing on PC on the Epic Game Store. This, I think, is the most... What are you going to say? I'm still thinking about Hoobany Knows. Hoobany Knows. Like, I think this is going to be one of those low-key, under-the-radar, but super important for a large segment of gamers stories for 2019 like epic games is throwing down the gauntlet when it comes to steam now does steam ever react and say we're going to give we're not going to we're going to stop taking 30 percent of your profits we're only going to take 15 or 20 or whatever whatever there's there steam's going to have to react because epic is just their full court press every every cliche you can think of to try to get steam's business away and so now they've got the division two they've got super meat boy forever and they've got metro exodus are exclusives at least for a year or whatever yeah. for the Epic Game Store. I think this is going to be a story that continues to develop throughout 2019, and we will be here to give you the hard-hitting facts on the PC Master Race that we are not part of. Games with Gold were announced for February for the Xbox, and we'll talk about this next week, or I will, or somebody will, <laughs> uh, for PlayStation. But for February, Xbox, you you 
You just you, they, do they not win every month? I bet they won at least eleven out of twelve last year. Yeah. yeah. For February on the X Bone, they get Bloodstain, Curse of the Moon, and Super Bomberman R, both of which I already own. <laughs> um, but Bomberman on it's yeah, it's awesome. And Bloodstained, if you like old school Castlevania games at all, you should have already you should have already bought that game. Yeah. Xbox 360 backwards compatible with the X Bone gets Ass Creed Rogue and Star Wars Star <laughs> Star Wars Star Wars colon Jedi Knight colon Jedi Academy. I know nothing about that, but Ass Creed Rogue is supposed to be pretty good. I think that was the Ass Creed game that they put out when they did. Um, I think it was Unity on this gen and then Rogue on last gen, I believe. And that game, everybody said it was better. Whatever the game was that came out on PS4 and X-Bone that year, the previous gen version was a better game. What about Star Wars? Star Wars, (laughs) colon Jedi Knight, colon Jedi Academy. I have no further thoughts on your honor. And that's it for the wrap-up. Sean. Yes. It's that time of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to let you roll with it. I don't remember how it goes. <laughs> it's that time of the week. And we have a new segment that we've done for three weeks now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and that segment is... Hashtag new theme song. Did you know the trivia? That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Kiss from a rose. All right. I'm not going to give you an option this time. I'm just going to tell you. Let's hear it. Sean. Oh, crap. My notes got messed up. (laughs) Did you know that the first game to feature multiple endings, depending on how you played the game, was... Metroid. Castlevania II, Simon's Quest, on Tiger Handheld. No, on the NES. Did you know Are they counting Metroid? It's not really the ending, but you get to see her in you the suit or not the suit. You get in her bathing suit or not. I don't think it's really the ending. They're, they're talking full-blown different endings oh, at the okay. end of the game. I did not know that. So, if you beat the game in 15 or more days, Simon and Dracula are both dead after the final battle. Oh. So, nobody wins <laughs> and nobody loses. I guess the Earth is okay. Wow. If you beat the game in 8 to 14 days, is it just the, the day-night cycle? Do you know? I think that's what they're okay. talking about. Simon kills Dracula if you beat it between 8 and 14 days. But he succumbs to Dracula's curse. Which is interesting. Dracula, Castlevania 3. Yeah, so that's weird. that they, But he succumbs to Dracula's curse and he dies at Dracula's grave. So it's like if Big Boss was like, I love you, the boss. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and if you beat it in seven or fewer days, not less... I got that right. Simon kills Dracula, breaks the curse, and walks away from the grave. But then in a post-credit, not really post-credit scene, but as he, he walks away, <laughs> no, he lives. But then Dracula's hand comes up like, <laughs> like the Undertaker buried alive, 96. So Castlevania II was the first game to do multiple endings. Multiple. Multiple. Every time, I'm, if, if I listen to anything and somebody says multiple, I'm like, I go, Multiple. <laughs> So uh, I never knew that. I didn't even know that Castlevania 2 had multiple endings because I just I didn't know freaking hated ending. that game so much that I, I didn't, didn't want to ever beat, beat it game. or even know if there was one or two or seven endings because I hate that game. Terrible. Terrible. Ambitious. Excuse me? <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> it's an ambitious game. 
Yes. It was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time and not very Zelda well 2, done. Zelda 2, honestly, probably was also ahead of its time, I would say. Yeah. Like, every 2. Every 2 mm-hmm. on the Nintendo was ahead of its time. It was just... Mario 2? There's... Well, no. There's a difference between being different <laughs> and being ahead of your time. But it's so weird. Like, we talked about this on a podcast probably 100 episodes ago or something. Like, if you look at the NES 2 sequels... And then the three, if there was a three or whatever the third series. Three always goes back to their roots. Yeah, Castlevania Zelda, three, Mario, Zelda, Castlevania. Mario. Those are three of like the best games ever made. Yep. Period. So yeah, Castlevania two, Simon's Quest on the Tiger handheld. Actually, the NES. Actually, the NES was the first game to have multiple endings. Multiple. Multiple. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> the soundbite. The Sean will continue to improve every week. If I do a solo podcast when he is having a baby, out of his womb. I will not sing. <laughs> That's it. This has been episode 122. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, obviously, you know, you can find us at nerd901.com. You wrote down the new tagline and you lost it. It's on the notepad. It's in the house. Crap. We're bringing nerds together in Mid-South and around the globe. Pash. I don't know. I don't remember what it is. Aspirations. Yeah. Go to youtube.com slash blur without fear. Go show Ernie some love onward and upward. He keeps just Ernie. He's going to be a full-time YouTuber here pretty soon. And he's, he's doing awesome work. Keep it up, Ernie. Uh, Obviously you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Kevin white 24. He's at real Sean white together. We're at two player underscore co-op. Obviously, like I said in the beginning, we have a twitch.tv slash two player underscore co-op channel. (laughs) (laughs) Mess that up. Um, if you're listening to us, you should go over to youtube.com slash two player co-op. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Even if you never watch a video over there, it means a lot to us. We're trying to get to a thousand subs this year so we can actually make back the money that YouTube took from us and actually show up in searches and stuff. That'd be great. And when you hit that subscribe button, hit that bell also. Hit the bell to get notified Ring whenever we paste bell. a new video. Ring my bell. Uh, Sean, do you like audio? I do. I do too. You know what? You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other audio services around the globe. We also have a Facebook page that we never update. We're going to go back to the old thing. I'm not putting it in there because it doesn't count. Facebook.com slash two-player co-op gaming. Thank you for the likes. We're never going to post anything there. (laughs) This has been a good episode. I like it. Daddy's I'm very connect. excited for the future of Resident Evil, no matter if it's 8, 4, 1, whatever the naming convention and number convention is from here on out. I cannot wait to see where it goes. I cannot wait to beat this game and then beat Claire's playthrough. Yep. But until that time, Sean, go ahead and dig us out. Thank you for playing.